Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1267, air date July 19th, 2023. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Um, today, I'm going to be doing a conversation um, and an interview uh, with Scott Shara. And we're going to talk about, in a very profound and also from a systems perspective, but in a very personal way, how the healthcare system um, and the system of the elites really wants to kill children. And Scott is going to share with us his story about what happened to his child during lockdowns. This child was essentially murdered by the healthcare system. So I'm going to bring uh, Scott on board. We're going to have a conversation. Let me see if Scott's right here. So let me add Scott to the stream. Scott, are you there? Hey, Scott. Yeah, so we're gonna have a conversation, Scott. We just did a, we just met, um, but we wanna have a conversation. And I think the way we wanna take this conversation is the following way. I wanna have Scott introduce himself without getting into the story, how we came to find out about what we do. This, I think you mentioned the swarm video. Um, you know, what you do, you know, you, you manage you, pawns and it's a very interesting thing. So we can start with that. And then I wanna step back, Scott. We're gonna go back and look at what occurred during the 2020 timeframe. You know, what was going on with these lockdowns? And um, it's a very important point because if we wanna solve the problem, we have to go to the root cause. I wanna look at what occurred during 2020 and the people who claim they are fighting for us, Scott, and that they were actually part and parcel of promoting lockdowns, including, as I call Booby F and Kennedy, you know, um, he supported the lockdown, strict lockdowns, including Trump many doctors and now they later on you know want to act like they helped us and i think it's important to understand these people should not be forgiven for their silence and what they did in 2020 so we want to talk about that and then scott is going to share with us the details of the story that took place with his daughter how she was literally killed by the healthcare system uh, during the lockdowns and um then we want to give people solutions it's really important to give people solutions because um, one of the important things, of, uh, as you know, Scott, everything I do, it's about teaching people how to take a systems approach, how for people to be empowered, that there's no Messiah coming from, you know, any of these politicians to help us. We have to build our own ground movement bottoms up. So, Scott, maybe you can just take a couple of minutes and just share who you are, how you came to find out about us. I know you mentioned some good stuff about the with the swarm video and your background, what you do. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, so this swarm video that you're referencing, I, I really like the term. I don't know if you were playing off of Trump calling it the swamp, but the swarm is a lot better term, especially the way that you explain it. So it would be helpful if you put that video in the show notes so people can grab it easy. It's only 12 minutes long. And as yeah. I was telling you off camera, if every single person in the country watched that, it would wake us up to the level that we need to be woken up because every single thing that we've believed needs to be thrown out. You know, that's how bad things are. And we'll dive into that as, as we talk. So you wanna know a little bit about me. I've been a businessman, I'm 60 years old. I've been a businessman for well over half of my life. At My first business was a CPA firm. Then I owned a strategic planning company. And then after Grace was born, Grace was born in 2002, life needed to get simpler because Grace had Down syndrome. 
And it, it, Down syndrome is an absolute blessing to a family. It is the most wonderful gift that God gave us outside of salvation. And, and she, was, she was a gift. But I need to slow down and have a much simpler business. So we started a pond management business from scratch. And so we take care of ponds naturally with aeration and good bacteria to manage the ecosystem. So it's a very simple version of what we need to do with our bodies, but we're doing it for ponds. And, you know, praise God that about six years ago, I was diagnosed with heart disease. And that diagnosis got me to start turning the business over to my guys. They are now running it because I'm a full-time researcher and advocate. And, uh, you know, that's my short story. And uh, where do you live these days, Scott? What part of the world are you from? Well, you can tell. I'm the only one who doesn't have an accent. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, I can hear it. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think was Wisconsin or Minnesota. <laughs> well, that Minnesota is so noticeable. Minnesota. You know, I don't say that. You know. yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I think, Scott, you, I think the reason I wanted you to share your story is, you know, everything we focus on educating people on you know, as part of the Truth, Freedom, Health movement is that people need to recognize that we need to take a systems approach. You know, you said you managed a pond. And if you notice right before I was saying a pond is really an ecosystem. Right. Um, it's like managing, a, you know, a complex ecosystem, right? You have to get everything just right. Uh, otherwise, you could go to alkaline, to acidic, right? You could kill the animal life. Um, it's a very complex system. So when we look at you know, where we are today in 2023 and what happened to your daughter, which you're going to share with us momentarily. I want to just step back so people all get awakened to the people, in my view, who we should hold accountable from a larger perspective. And we can go down to the micro level, what they did to your daughter in the hospital, the hospital system. But I think it's good to step out to the macro level. So I just want to put this in context. If you go back to early 2020, January 5th of 2020, I had just um, led one of the biggest demonstrations in New Jersey to stop the vaccine mandates. Um, 5,000 people. It was a very powerful bottoms up militant protest, militant, not meaning we're killing people, but we scared the shit out of the legislators. And uh, they didn't, they tabled the bill. Um, Robert F. Kennedy was running around telling people, oh, she was going to hurt our relationship with the Democrats. And that's the way they do it, right? They do back backroom deals. But as so right after that, a few days later, is if you remember when Fauci put out, you know, this virus has come to the US soil. And when that came out, I think in early February, late January, I said, this will be everyone can go look at the tweets. I said, this will be one of the most profound tools that will be used to destroy our economy, promote censorship and support mandated medicine. I could see it. And, I, and, and we ran the fire Fauci campaign. So, and we got on the ground, we got, we educated people. I did tons and tons of videos like you and I have talked about just briefly on um, the non-allopathic approach, which is we have to protect our immune system. And so, you know, running for president, my view on healthcare is start with the immune system, period. Learn, and the, and the hospitals aren't gonna do it and the government ain't gonna do it because they have no interest in doing it. Um, whether it be Donald Trump or Kennedy or Biden or DeSantis, they are too owned, like you said, you know, the whole system needs a systems overhaul. As a part of that, I wanna, you know, since we're talking, we're gonna be talking about children, it's important for people to also understand when you look at this graph here, this says it, um, can you see that Scott, the graph? Yes. Okay, so this graph, I, I will, you know, this really was when I 
launched our campaign, when we launched our campaign uh, on, uh, I think the day after Easter, on a few days after, we shared this graph because we said, this graph is a graph of all the different industrialized nations' lifespan charted over time, okay? So you have different countries. The dark gray line is the average lifespan of all the industrialized nations. It doesn't include like um, India. It doesn't look, uh, I'm sorry, uh, some of the third world countries in Africa, et cetera. It may include India, okay? Um, but anyway, these are the industrialized nations lifespan. So the gray line is the average of them. The red line is the US lifespan. And what you can see here is prior to COVID, the disaster was already taking place. So you have a lot of the people suddenly blame the vaccine, but it's not that. Starting in early 1980, with the policies put forward starting in the Kennedy administration and then in the Carter administration, you can keep going, the Fords, the Reagans, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, the Trumps, you can see that this line in the United States has gone wackadoodle, completely divergent from the Nash, from the international average of industrialized nations. In fact, we, we, we went down here, went a little up, and then we actually went down here. And then when COVID occurred, it did this. And this, everyone else says, oh my God, it was a vaccine. Not really, it isn't. What this shows is that the entire system needs an overhaul because this did not occur because of any one thing. It was many, many things, right? We had many stresses that have been put on people's lives, right? They, people's immune systems have been destroyed. It's hard to get healthy foods right now. Um, you have all this fake science and fake news. You have people have the inability to solve real problems. Innovation is dead in many ways. Um, all we do is talk about AI, you know? It's been around for 60 years. There's really no innovation there. It's all the same old algorithms. Um, the corrupt leaders and the average American today um, ha is lucky if they have $600, sorry, $400 in their bank account for savings. So all of these stressors have contributed to this. Um, you know, poison, et cetera, in the environment, the air, the healthcare systems. Um, it's not any one thing, right? The relationship stresses, income inequality, many, many things. So all of these are created. So what this really did was it destroyed people's immune systems. And so when you got a virus, whether it was engineered or not, you know, there's a debate on it out there. It basically screwed over people's immune, uh, people who are immunocompromised, it screwed over. So when I saw this occurring, um, many people who um, were watching this knew that I wrote to Trump right away. Um, and I and the letter did get to him. Um, Marla Maples had someone deliver it to him. But here's a letter, Scott. I don't know if you remember this, Scott. I wrote this to Trump. And, and I want to read it to everyone because it's important. Because So this was written, the date is March 23rd, 2020. Why is that date important? Because if you look at that date, March 23rd, 2020, um, on that day, um, Trump was promoting lockdowns, right? Uh, Fauci was promoting lockdowns. Robert Effing Kennedy was promoting lockdowns. In fact, he said strict lockdowns. And he said, if, if the lockdowns lift, we're going to hurt not only the spread of COVID, it'll spread even faster, but we're also going to hurt the environment. <laughs> he threw the environment, uh, climate change stuff into it. And we have that tweet of it. Um, but that's what he did and Trump did and Fauci did. All of them were on the same team. I was the only one as a national level leader, an international level leader, as a scientist who put my butt on the line. And, and I want to read people this letter and then I want to go over to you, Scott, to share your story.
But if we go to this letter, um, here's a letter. And I wrote it on 23rd. And I, because what I was trying to realize was that we know today that the lockdowns created $16 trillion in losses for the U.S. economy. Let me read it. It goes, Dear Mr. President, the subject line was immune and economic health. I said, this letter provides your administration a solution to restore the immune and economic health of the American people. Can you see that, Scott? Yes, um, I can. Yeah. And I said that because of that graph, Scott. Okay. Because the immune system was already being destroyed. This solution can be executed immediately in a low risk and cost effective manner. The current trajectory of Dr. Anthony Fauci's public health policy, quote unquote, health policy, will result in the short and long term destruction of our citizens' immune health as well, our, as well as our nation's economic health, perhaps a conscious and intended goal. Dr. Fauci's policy at best is based on a 1950s outdated one size fits all non-personalized approach to medicine and public health. And at worst is derived from a fake science uh, understanding of the immune system, one which Dr. Fauci over five decades has perpetuated and exploited to build his career. There's no need to shut down our entire country. There's no need to quarantine all of our citizens. The solution here and provides a path to advance the immune health of all of our citizens while getting our healthy people back to work now. By way of background, two important developments in modern science emerge with the conclusion of the Human Genome Project in 2003. One, the field of biological engineering, a new discipline demanding a modern engineering systems approach to bio biology versus the old model of seeing the body as disconnected parts. And two, the need for precision and personalized medicine, the right medicine for the right person at the right time. As one of the first PhDs emerging from MIT's Department of Biological Engineering in 2007, my MIT research led to the invention of Cytosol, today a proven technology that enables the discovery of new medicines, combinations, therapies, functional foods, and supplements faster, cheaper, and safer by using the computer to model complex molecular mechanisms and diseases. Developments like this and a richer understand, developments like this and a richer understanding of biology now provide us with a golden opportunity to create the future by practicing real science and real medicine, especially at a time of crisis like this. The modern science of the immune system informs us that it is the overreaction. A lot of people, Scott, think that a virus comes eats you up, but it isn't, you know? It's the overreaction of the immune uh, system attacking tissues and cells of our own body that harms and kills versus the virus, be it COVID-19 or any other virus. The unfortunate medieval training that most doctors, MDs, receive does not educate them on this basic science of the immune system. In healthy individuals, the immune system processes, processes pathogens with a natural immune response that is mild and non-lethal. However, in those who are immunocompromised, elderly and those with pre-existing conditions, their own immune systems may overreact. And in the case of COVID-19, atta attacking lung epithelial cells and tissues leading to hospitalization and mortality. Below is a solution that can lead America back to health, immune and economics. So here, what I said, Scott, was organize our citizens into four groups. Those testing positive for COVID, those with hospitalized and critical conditions, group two, those that are immunocompromised and not COVID-19, and those are healthy individuals and not COVID-19 positive. Step two, deliver a personalized protocol for each group. So group one, those people who were testing positive, I said, you quarantine them and give them 400,000 IUs of vitamin A and 50,000 IUs of vitamin D. And the group two protocol, those people hospitalized in critical condition, you put them on the same protocol, but you also deliver them intravenous vitamin C, 100 grams drips per day. 
And then group three for the immunocompromised, you know, and those are people like with AIDS and diabetes, you know, asthma and those things. Um, you basically, for children, you put them on again, a vitamin A, vitamin D protocol with 500 milligrams of vitamin C. And for adults, um, a much higher dose of vitamin uh, D, I mean, a much higher dose of vitamin uh, C and iodine. And then the group four protocol for healthy individuals, you know, uh, children with 1,000 to 2,000 units of vitamin A and D respectively, some vitamin C and iodine, um, and same for adults, you know, a little bit higher dose. And then it, then it says back to work and maintenance. Healthy individuals based on the above protocol should be back to work immediately and follow their daily program. The individuals in group one to three until they regain full health should do the following, a monthly basis, and, and we laid out the protocol. And finally, Scott, what I said was in addition to the above protocol, I'm organizing medical doctors across the world who not only support this protocol, but also know that food is medicine, as did Hippocrates, the father of medicine. And we said any citizen who needs medical advice on the solution may also send us an email and receive an answer from a medical doctor. To this effort, I'm contributing the infrastructure of EchoMail, a technology I developed for email management, and it, uh, it you know, it's compliant with HIPAA. And in, and in summary, we said we have been led down the path of corporate solutions espoused by the likes of Dr. Fauci and his colleagues at the CDC, and this is not the interest of the American people. Such policies have led America to the lowest longevity rates and highest infant mortality rates in the Western world. Finally, concerning COVID-19, we should ask, why is it in third world countries like Chad and Djibouti, which have nowhere near the medical facilities of the United States, have only one COVID-19 infection and zero deaths? Perhaps it's because they get food right out of the ground, providing them enormous vitamin A, and they're in the sun all day working and playing, getting tons of vitamin D. So Scott, that's what I sent to, now that was at a very critical time. In the middle, in the middle of the pandemic, when Fauci, Kennedy, and Trump were all promoting lockdowns, I was a voice of sanity, and I put my butt out there, you know? And that letter got to, sent to him, but he did nothing. And Kennedy continued to promote lockdowns. We know what those lockdowns did was drive people in the, the hospital healthcare system where they couldn't see their families. In fact, their families were kept away in some very, very critical decision-making. A lot of elderly people died alone, right? Your daughter, children died alone. So, but that's the context, right? And I wanna make it very clear that these misleaders who today are claiming like Bobby Kennedy saying, oh my God, you know, the children and he runs Children's Health Defense Fund. And by the way, he's promoting steroids as a way to get buff, right? Which by the way, caused massive types of uh, clots. So I think it'd be really good, um, Scott, for you to now share in that context. So we have 2020, 2021, the lockdowns are still taking place, right? People are being sent to hospitals or being put on, put on ventilators. I did many, many videos saying, don't put people on ventilators, lower you know, the cytokine storm because you're just gonna basically blow up their lungs. And that's right. what they were doing. And, but that was in 2020, not like a lot of these Johnny Come Lately doctors who are writing books about you know, what I should have done. Go ahead, Scott, please share in detail as much time as you want the story of your daughter, what occurred during the lockdowns. Well, you, you said a mouthful and I, there's so many things I'd like to comment on before the story so we don't lose the, the theme that you're on because it, it's very important. So you know, I, I have to drink out of a fire hose now because I'm a full-time advocate. So the amount of information that's coming is, is all the time. So I've divided COVID into three lanes. 
the virus lane, the jab lane, and the hospital murder lane. I'm in the hospital murder lane. That's what we're we're trying to expose that so people can wake up and be prepared. You know, the jab lane. What, you know, Trump's. Um, I, I would say his biggest crime is Operation Warp Speed, and the bigger crime from Operation Warp Speed is that he's never renounced the jab. And that's what I'm looking for, for the people who are behind this, you know, ultimately they're satanic minions. And if they made a mistake, everybody makes mistakes. I make them all the time. You can call my wife right now. She's probably got a list just from this morning. But the reality is that if they renounced what they did, then they have a chance to repent and then we have a chance to forgive. But they're they're not talking about that. You know, so I accept any one of these men could have made a mistake. Uh, so I just want to get that out of the way. Then your graph, I mean, what a powerful graph with the United States. You know, we have, we have supposedly, we've been programmed to believe we have the best medical system on the planet, yet look at our average lifespan. It's dropping like crazy. Most people do not realize this, and I love to share this statistic because of the fact that it, it is a monster wake-up call. We had 1.2 million hospital murders in the 39-month COVID era. Grace was one of those murders. And those murders set up a fear propaganda to implement the jab. Now 70% of the people in the United States have taken the jab. And the repercussions of the jab are, you know, we are only seeing the start of it. You know, if we have time, we can talk about the repercussions and how they're how they're going to implement what I believe is a cancer vaccine, which is really going to wipe people out. But that's all, you know, if we have time. Well, Scott, one, one of the things we need to also understand, if you follow the money, Jared Kushner, who's sitting there, by the way, got a $2 billion loan from the Saudis. He went and struck the deal with UAE and Pfizer with Israel. He's like this with this brown guy that they found Vivek to essentially hide me, you know, put a new face. That guy's like this. Uh, this guy Vivek is the one who started uh, and set up the thing called Datavant, which was to monitor all the COVID people, right? Big proponent of the vaccines along with Trump. And he's basically him and Trump and Jared Kushner are the triangle of the pharma organization. Trump, even in the beginning, Scott, in prior, he said he was against Big Pharma, but on the day of his inauguration, he took a million dollars in from Pfizer for his inauguration. And the last day he left, 12 hours before he literally walked out of the White House, he gave Fauci a commendation award, a presidential commendation award for Operation Warp Speed. So a lot of the well-meaning Christian evangelicals who follow Trump, they need to wake up. They're basically being used by him. You know, so he's like a Sadducee or a Pharisee. I agree with that 100%. And I see it as, uh, you know, uh, the book of Revelation playing out right in front of our eyes. Yes. And then the last thing I would say about that 1.2 million deaths is that we were number one during the COVID era. The United States was out of all 200 countries. Number two, shockingly, was India with four times the population of the United States and their death toll, their murder toll in hospitals was 531,000. So less than 50% of the United States. Well, that's because we were following incentivized protocols to kill people. And Grace, again, was one of those murders. So you know, I'll give a short story about Grace. I think you and I could, 
mean, this is just fantastic. I think we could talk for <laughs> for days. You know, you of course are ten times smarter than I could be on my best day, but still, you know, I'm I'm waking up and listening to you is fantastic. So Grace. Grace went into the hospital. She went into the emergency room on October 6th of 2021. What's the reason? Because I, as her dad, fell trapped to the propaganda. And we were we were somewhat awake before, you know, now I'm awake to what's going on. Before Grace died, I would say I, I was a conservative businessman with a healthy distrust for the government. Now I think our government is totally corrupt. I, your swarm video is fantastic in that light. All right, so we take Grace to the emergency room. What's the reason? Well, we tested her with a home test on October 1st. She tested positive for COVID. You know, now I don't even believe there was a virus. So, you know, what she tested positive for, I have no idea. Uh, but then what happened was, is we were, Grace was never vaccinated. So we were awake to that. We weren't gonna get the jab. We had the FLCCC protocol at home. So she was on ivermectin, vitamin D, C, A, everything that you laid out other than we added ivermectin. But I also bought a pulse ox and I was measuring her oxygen saturation and her oxygen saturation dropped to 88%. The protocol said to admit yourself to the hospital if it drops below 94%. And I faithfully followed the protocol instead of following God. I don't want, you know, I've repented of that. So, you know, you don't have to worry about me. I'm okay. I'm sane. But what happened was, you know, so we go to the emergency room, Grace and I, the emergency room physician says, let's admit Grace to the hospital for three, four days, put her on oxygen and a steroid and she'll be home. I thought, well, that made sense. But at this point, I'm trusting the medical industrial complex. I'm trusting the white coat. And so I was with Grace. And by the way, if they just did that for Grace, Grace would be alive today. And I know that with 100% certainty because I went into a different hospital. If, three if, if, they, if they just did what, Scott? Sorry. If they, if they just, just used oxygen and a steroid. If that's yeah, all they yeah. did, Grace yeah. would be alive. And I know that with certainty, 100%, because I went in, Grace died October 13th. I went into a different hospital October 16th. I thought that was my last day on earth. And they turned me around in 24 hours. They used oxygen, steroid, and budesonide. That's it, nothing else. And I was turned around in 24 hours. But their attitude was completely different. The hospital that Grace was in, their attitude is, we know what we're doing, we're following these protocols, just get out of our way. They really looked down to me as the dad being in Grace's room. The hospital that I went into, and you know, I'd like to share this because they're not oh, all so, 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 so Scott, you went into an initial hospital and then you removed her and you went to another hospital. Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm so Grace was in the same hospital for seven days. Yeah. Three days after Grace died, I just about died in a different hospital. Oh, so oh yes, yes, yeah. I see, I see, I yep. see. Yeah. Yep. I checked myself into a different hospital. And just right. to give you a very short version, the day, you know, the, the next morning after I made it through the night, the nurse came in and said, um, I'd like to go, she had a little cup of pills, you know, they had, and she said, I'd like to go through the pill regimen with you. And I said, well, what do you have in there? You know, I'm pretty skeptical. I'm just about died. My daughter died three days ago. And she said, well, I've got a multivitamin, a probiotic, vitamin D, vitamin C and fish oil. I said, you got to be kidding me. You guys don't believe in that stuff. And she said, well, we do here. So this is critical that people let me ask what, what was what kind of hospital was, was that also a normal hospital in your your healthcare network how did you this yeah we don't we don't have medical insurance so you know we could go wherever we wanted so right. 
you know, just it was by God's grace because there's two hospitals that share the same driveway with their wow. emergency room. And we turned into the right one. And my wife, you know, my wife was driving me. I couldn't even drive. I was that bad. So, so they had you on vitamin D, vitamin C, fish oil. What else? Uh, probiotic and multivitamin. And then... Yep then uh, steroid, oxygen, and budesonide. Right. And, right. you know, I had called, I called my daughter that night and I called my right-hand man in the business and told them both, I think this is my last day on earth and you've got to be prepared. And yeah. Jessica, my daughter, Jess, was planning Grace's funeral at that time. She said, dad, what do I do? And I said, you know, plan as if I'm going to make it, but if I don't, you're going to have a two for one funeral because, you know, it didn't, it didn't look good. Right. Anyway. Back to Grace's story, because this isn't about my story. So I, I was with Grace from October 6th until the 10th. I was taken out of the room by an armed guard on the 10th of October. We had to hire a, an attorney to negotiate with the hospital attorney to get my daughter Jessica in as a replacement advocate. In the 47 hours that we didn't have advocacy, they sedated my little buddy. They put her on Presidex and there's no reason. They chose to sedate her instead of taking care of her. And that set up her death on October 13th. So now we fast forward to October 13th. That day started with the doctor calling my wife, Cindy and I at home at just after 10 o'clock. And the purpose of his call was to ask us for the fifth time if we would give a pre-authorization for a ventilator. You know, now that I've become a full-time advocate, I get it. The, the push for a ventilator is because it's incentivized. And if yeah. you do all the math for a ventilator, it's about a $300,000 payday for the hospital. Right. 700000 for it, plus all this other stuff they get. Plus around. all the other stuff, right? Yeah. Just the ventilator is three hundred yeah. grand. So they're right. pushing, pushing, pushing for this ventilator. We say no for the fifth time. He immediately switches gears and said, Grace had such a good day yesterday. This was, by the way, in spite of being sedated, we knew she had a good day because Jessica told Cindy and I. He said, we should work on nutrition. Let's get Grace on a feeding tube. And the reason she was malnourished at this point, because then this was one of the reasons I was taken out by an armed guard, because I tried to feed her. They refused to feed her. And I was arguing with them about feeding her. Well, now she's malnourished. So now he wants to put her on a feeding tube. Again, we're still trusting the white coat. So we, we foolishly approved this. While we were on the phone with him, you know, he's telling us how great of a day Grace had. He ordered the increase of Presidex to the maximum allowable dose at 1048 that morning. We hung up the phone at 1055. The reason I know these details is because we're, we're in a lawsuit right now. So we've got every detail scripted out. 1055, we hang up the phone. 1056, he puts an illegal do not resuscitate order on Grace. Of course, we find this out after the fact, but we found it out that night live because as we walked through the rest of her day, they took the Presidex and combined it with lorazepam and morphine. With your background, I'm sure you realize those meds are contraindicated. Yeah. And those meds are used to kill somebody exactly. in hospice care to euthanize them in the yeah, last hour of their it's life. It's typically used for hospice care, particularly yep. that combination. And that's why I'm, I'm out promoting that there is a euthanasia agenda that has been going on for decades. And you know, I think Grace died this way to wake me up so I could share this agenda. She did not die of COVID. It had nothing to do with COVID. This agenda has been going on way longer than that. So they, they combined those three meds in a 29 minute window. So that is what killed Grace. Jessica, now she's in the room. She feels Grace getting cold. She hollers for the nurses to come in. She begs them to come in. They refuse. That's, that's on now the 14th, right, Scott? So that's the next day. 
This is the 13th. Oh, still on the 13th. Okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. the 13th night at 1046 is when they gave the gave her the Presidex. Nope. That was, they had her on Presidex starting October 9th. Oh, and okay. then the 12th, the day before Grace died on the 12th, uh, she had been sedated at that point for four days. And at 10, it was at 1048 in the morning, that morning of her last day. So, I mean, Grace died eight hours after the phone call with the doctor telling us how great of a day Grace had. And so after they they combined those meds, just begged the head nurse to come in and take a temperature. She said, that's normal. Just cover with a blanket. At 7.20, I'm going through this detail because I, I want now, to Now, this is October 13th evening, 7.20. October 13th, now 7.20 in the evening. Right. Just called us panicking, saying, Dad, Grace's numbers are dropping like crazy. I said, get the nurses in. She said, I've been trying. They refuse. So Cindy and I start screaming through this FaceTime call to the nurses, save our daughter. They would not come in the room. There was an armed guard posted outside the room and about 30 nurses, Jess estimates, because of the shift change. They sat out there and screamed back to us, she's DNR. And we hollered back, she's not DNR, save our daughter. They refused. No medical professional came in that room other than a phlebotomist to do a blood draw. So no doctor or nurse came it's in the room. Just to let everyone, DNR means do not. Do not resuscitate. Right. Correct. So the doctor unilaterally put that DNR. The nurses used that excuse to not come in Grace's room to save her when we begged. And we watched her die in a FaceTime call at 727 on October 13th, 2021. And because of that death, I mean, it took me a long time to wrap my head around it. You know, first you just think it's an accident. And so I sent a letter asking for a meeting with the doctor and the CEO. Uh, they refused. I thought, well, this is odd. Why wouldn't they? You know, I, I thought I would just share this so they don't make the same mistake with somebody else. I didn't realize at all at that time what's going on. Well, after I, I had about 500 hours of research in Grace's records, I realized that she was murdered. Well, then I became a full-time advocate after that. And you know, now that's, you know, that's all I do. And, you know, just like you are, you're a full-time advocate too. You know, you happen to be running for president. You know, I'm not going to run for president, but, you know, I'm a full-time advocate also. It's just we we are both doing the same thing. We're trying to save people that have been programmed their entire life to follow the government and big pharma. And it's it's got to go right from the ground up. Well, I think one of the things, Scott, is when you look at that graph, let me bring that up again for people because it's really important to understand this graph because it all goes down to this very fundamental reality that the lifespan of the united states so if you if you're a parent today and you're you know you were born you know you're parenting you kids your child is going to be living hey geronimo we have a dog He's <laughs> <laughs> right. um but um your child's lifespan is going to be less than yours and this is where it's headed this is a hockey stick inverse hockey stick right should go the other way correct and so this is by design and they want to blame it on COVID, but it isn't COVID because this curve has been going like this right here. You can see it was already going down, you see? So I want people to really look at this graph and recognize that as someone, you know, we talked about alternative medicine. As, as You may know, Scott, I grew up in India. My grandmother was a traditional healer. So I got all the big degrees from MIT in biological engineering, but I've always had a great respect for traditional systems of medicine. But if you look at this curve, What's really gone on is the allopathic 
not only system of medicine, but the swarm. The swarm has colluded with the insurance companies. They've colluded with hospitals. They've colluded with GPOs. They've destroyed the soil. Um, they've made it very hard for farmers to live, right? Um, Hillary Clinton is big pro-GMO, big pro-Monsanto. By the way, Robert Kennedy Jr. endorsed her not once, not twice, not three times, okay? Um, Trump and these people are all friends. The entire swarm from 1970-80 has contributed to this curve. None of them should be forgiven or forgotten for what they did. I don't care what they say now. The reality is you were part of this. You should not have any authorization to lead because when it came to doing the right thing, this is what you did. I mean, you go back to 1970, Scott, it was a Kennedy Vaccination Act. John F. Kennedy, a reckless individual, um, a crazy person, is the one who put the 1970 Vaccination Act into place. Then in 1986, his brother, Ted Kennedy, with others, uh, put forward the National Vaccine Injury Program, which gave an indemnity to Big Pharma. The most dangerous person, in my view, is Robert Kennedy, because he's acting as though he is for one of us. They have a a front organization called Children's Health Defense Fund. And this is where we've gotten, Scott, because they know people like you and I, working people who start our own businesses, work hard, are opening up and we're educating others. And in response to that, they're creating these fake leaders. And that's what these people are. So when you look at the hospital situation, you mentioned that it's $300,000 incentive um, when they put your daughter on that ventilator. So if you've tracked back what you just said, she goes into the hospital, probably didn't even need to go in there, right? So they created a, they literally created a sales funnel. They created a protocol so you get people coming in. And when you get keep people coming in, I think they got, uh, you get 7,500 bucks or $10,000 for every COVID death. You get the another 75,000 plus all the accoutrements for the ventilators. So this is a very, very huge, you know, monetary economic operation for them. The hospital administration, every hospital today, as I've done in a video, is supported by what they call GPOs, group purchasing organizations. Correct. There's only three of them in the entire United States, which are all owned by the three insurance companies. Those three organizations are the ones who send all the equipment to the hospitals. If you go back and look at probably your daughter's hospital and the administrator, all the hospital administrators get kickbacks for how much equipment they sell, how many medicines they sell. And this was a law supported by Congress that to allow group purchasing organizations to exist. So the incentive model is not about as that other hospital, which is probably not part of the GPO as I put, I bet you, um, to support, you wanna put down the supply chain, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, get this drug, get this drug. And then they have an optimization curve. They say, okay, we've milked enough out of this person. We gotta get another person in that bed, right? Next. Next, next. So if you work, I mean, you were an accountant, you could do the mathematical modeling in that one bedroom that they have, how much revenue, it's, it's about making revenue per square foot. How well, no, revenue? there's no doubt. I mean, in Grace's case, it, it was purely that because I was able to dig in and find, you know, so Grace was never on a ventilator. If we would have approved a, vent, approved a ventilator, Grace would not have died on October 13th. She would have died three weeks later because that's the curve that maxes out the money for the hospital. And what I found in doing the legwork for the support is that, you know, because as a dad, you lose your best buddy. You can't wrap your head around it. Why would they do this? And I found out that the hospital COVID wing was at max capacity the day Grace died. Oh, and there were, 
there were people waiting in the emergency room. So in fact, when I showed this to my wife, Cindy, she said Grace was worth more dead than alive. And that's 100% true. Right. She, they received a $13,000 death bonus for killing Grace on October 13th. And then what they do with their sleight of hands, and this is what they're very good at. And you're really talking about the sleight of hands. I have taken it to a spiritual level as to how they're doing this. And, you know, but just on a, on a COVID level, what they did, was they offer everybody who has a COVID, a loved one who died with COVID on the death certificate, a $9,000 bonus to bury their loved one. So the people who caused the death now give the money to bury the loved one. I mean, they have it all buttoned up. So then most people who lost the loved one, the 1.2 million Americans, you know, well over a million of them have no idea that their loved one was murdered because they took the money and they thought, wow, we, we've got the greatest government on the planet. They've all been programmed to, to rely on those handouts. And uh, it's, it's so sick, it's so evil that, it, I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to grasp. But I, you know, I'm glad you're in this fight. Yeah, I know we have another about, I think we have another 15 minutes, I think or, or a little bit more. I think the key thing, Scott, everyone needs to understand is when you look at what happened to your daughter, Grace, and, you know, here you are a, you know, hardworking American representing most Americans. The people who make these decisions, people need to understand, and the politicians are not like one of us. They don't work. They don't run a pawn management business. They don't try to uh, manage people, deliver a service or product. Trump's, all of his businesses weren't doing well. He made a ton of money. After everyone, all the Trumpers say, oh, Trump did, he, he sacrificed. That's not true. He was licensing his name. He's made so much more money, his family, after this. Same with the Democrats, same with the Republicans. Let me be very clear. The obvious establishment, we know they're horrible. The Bidens and the Fauci's and all that. But it's like the Pharisees and the Sadducees when you read the Bible. The real person Christ was really exposing was not the Romans, right, who obviously didn't like him. But the not so obvious establishment, the people would speak the words of God, but were stabbing people in the back, lock her up, right? Drain the swamp, right? I'm against big pharma. What's that guy or the guy, you know, you know, he says, you know, I'm going to protect children. I'm, I mean, you look at Robert Kennedy, end of last year, the year before, he was telling everyone, oh, the vaccine is violates the Nuremberg Code. In his own home, Scott, he has a house party and everyone had to be vaccinated. Now, just comprehend that, okay? So people need to, once you put this together, it's like, how? I mean, you and I would never do anything like that, right? Because we respect people and we have to earn our bread every day. These people don't, it's all fiction to them. Their words don't have to match their deeds. And that's the central thing people need, but they're not one of us, to, you, to your point, they're satanic. These are people, they're not, humans. There's something else. And we as humans, hardworking humans, are applying our value system to them and they're taking advantage of people. So it's those people's decisions. Because when you look at October 2021, when your daughter uh, passed on, that's when Pfizer was reporting that they, their, um, their annual earnings, were, their revenue is going to be $80 billion. So pharmaceutical, Pfizer went from $65 billion in 2000 and um, like uh, 15, and their revenues were tanking. They were down to 45 billion, 40 billion in 2020. 
And then they go to this V curve, 80 billion end of 2021, and then they go to 100 billion. And that's what need, people need to just follow the money. And the people, and during that period, while your daughter was, was being murdered by the hospital, 600 billionaires made $2.3 trillion. So all that money that you said got printed and given out, most of that, Scott, was used to buy off certain people, like you said, as a PR. But the good portion of it went to Wall Street and to these 600 billionaires who increased their wealth by $2.3 trillion. And they lived quite well, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you you said, a, again, you said a mouthful. If a person's feet don't match their words, you know, that is, you know, that is the fundamental difference between um, people who believe in God and those who don't believe in God. And it is it is critical that we we understand that. And, you know, I want to switch gears just a bit because, you know, we're throwing politicians and the government and everybody under the bus, which they deserve it. I'm not... I'm not against that at all, but I also want, if we're going to wake people up, we have to realize how did we get here? And we got here through the slippery slope. And the slippery slope is, so the second law of thermodynamics is in play. And Satan knows it. And the only way to protect that is to be on guard. And the satanic movement took advantage of Oops, we're losing you, Scott. Let's see where Scott is. Let's see. Scott, are you there? So I think we lost Scott. We'll wait for him to come back. Um, but to everyone listening to this, this is um, I'm having a conversation with Scott Shara, and Scott Shara's um, daughter, uh, Grace, was literally murdered by the hospital. Um, he puts it into the category of a hospital murder. And that's what took place in um, 2021 to his daughter. And that's what we're discussing. And Scott's sharing with us the details that took place. Hopefully you can join us. He looks like he had a connection issue. Um, and what I've been, what we've been discussing is that if you want to take some notes on this, there are really a couple of parts here to recognize. There's this infrastructural issue that's been going on, as I shared in this diagram, they're the infrastructural issues that have been going on since 1970, 1980 till today, particularly in the United States, that those in power um, have been destroying the immune systems of everyday people. They've been, okay, here's Scott. So um, so I think Scott's joining us back. Yeah. Scott, we got you back. Yeah, so I was just yeah. sort of summarizing what we were talking about, Scott, but go ahead. You well, were. I wanted to, I, you know, you do such a great job of explaining things, but we spent the entire time throwing big pharma, big government and people under the bus, which they deserve it. But I want to throw the population under the bus for a minute because we got here by rejecting God and how we reject God and how it works is called the second law of thermodynamics. So if we don't take something as it was original and protect it, it will always follow the slippery slope. So take allopathic medicine. Right, just one sec. We should probably let people. The second law of thermodynamics says that um, there's a tendency for everything to go to its greatest um, state of disorder, right? Yes. So if you have a room nice and clean, right, just well organized, uh, you notice your room is nice organized. And if you don't maintain it every day, every week, it becomes a pigsty. So that's disorder. That's Bingo. What, yeah. So, so we are at complete disorder right now. So with 
with uh, Big Pharma, the hospital system. What should hospitals be doing? They should uh, fix broken bones and bandage people. That's it. Okay. But now we, as a population, we want security and comfort. We want, we're lazy. So we want a pill to fix everything. So we're part of the problem. We didn't protect that with government. So what's government's responsibility? You know, border protection, a road system, a national defense. That's it. You know, if we would have stood when they when they passed the illegal income tax system, if people would have stood then and also took away the gold standard, if we would have stood then, you know, so there's multiple things that as people we didn't stand. I'm standing now. And you know, it's it may be too late, I don't know, but I'm I've got to do my part. And everybody that is paying attention, if we do our part, we have a chance to to get back something that was lost. It was there once. And you know, we the politicians certainly love taking advantage of the second law of thermodynamics and praying EY on our laziness and our desire for security and comfort. Look what happened after 9-11. You know, we just give away rights, right? Protect us. Give. Away. I mean, my gosh. I mean, when I look at it now, because I'm awake, you know, I, I there's not enough hours in a day. I mean, I'm sure you you run you run across the same problem. Yeah, I mean, I think the leaders in a society or an organization reflect the consciousness of the people and their courage. And so, yes, um, you may know, Scott. You should come tomorrow if you're free. You and your wife. But every Thursdays we host an online open house. But what we've done is, you know, when I, you know, I've been fighting this since I was four years old. You know, I was an activist since I was 17. I realized both of these parties were demonic. Um, Trump almost fooled me. I figured him out, you know. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is what's happening right now is that there is awakening of consciousness. However, at that same time that awakening is taking place, the darkness is also being compelled. And that darkness is what I, and I have to repeat this because people need to recognize as much as a light wants to come out, the darkness is to sucker people back into that darkness. And they're using these Pharisees and Sadducees like the Trumps and the Kennedys. And we have to recognize that. So, but it, to your point, it's ultimately up to us, right? But because of the ignorance that people have been promoted for so long to give away their dignity and their own internal divinity to a guy who has a golden plated toilet seat to a person who has a name called Kennedy, right? To the devils. So we've been trained to look to, as I said in that swarm video, to the swarm for our own liberation. That would be like looking to the devil to liberate you, you know? Yes, that's, that's what's fundamentally going on. And, um, and it's unfortunate because a lot of people claim they're Christians, right? Or wanna help people are the ones who are, who are actually used in this process. But what's good, Scott, to get, I think the hope is you and I are doing this video today, right? You're coming out, okay? You're sharing the story. Um, to everyone listening, it's taken me 40 years, but we've created a worldwide educational movement that you talked about the second law of thermodynamics. You cannot build a really good heating system or an AC cooling system if you don't understand thermodynamics, right? You have to understand right. the physics. You can't right. build a bridge without understanding the second law, uh, you know, Newton's second law, right? Um, you can't build um, a motor without understanding Maxwell's equation. So we have to ask, what are the fundamental laws for building a movement that changes this? 
And that is what I've spent my life doing, Scott. So it's been a long process, but there are engineering principles, just like you have accounting principles to understand. So that's one thing. The other thing is doing these videos so you educate people. But to me, the most important thing is to make people activists. They have to, in their own communities like you're doing, have to get off their butts, understand these core principles so they don't get fooled, so they can become leaders and they can awaken. It's not going to happen looking outside of us. Um, there's no way because there's no interest for them to fix any of this. I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that 100%. I, you know, I do want to, before we close, I do want to give people uh, a wake up call as to what's happening because, you know, the propaganda with COVID, COVID's a whole psyop. But, you know, the, the PSYOP continued with Congress passing a law that COVID ended on April 10th. You know, Biden signs it into law. They didn't even have the authority to pass that law because they had turned the authority over to the Health and Human Services Secretary. Well, then the Health and Human Services Secretary on May 11th formally ends the public health emergency related to COVID. But then what happened? And people think, oh, this is great. You know, that that's all done. Well, it's not done. And the reason it's not done is on April 14th, that same pub, that same Health and Human Services Secretary extended the provisions of the PREP Act. The PREP Act is the, is the law that provides immunity to hospital systems for following emergency use authorization. So then you think, well, there are no, should be no emergency use authorizations because COVID is over. Well, that's another lie. The emergency use authorizations that were implemented under COVID by the FDA are still alive and well, and I can prove it. I mean, I have the document. Uh, it's right on the it, it's right on the uh, NIH.gov website. But last week, my son-in-law's mother went into a hospital in Tennessee. She was dehydrated. What did they try to do? Day one, they want to put her on a ventilator. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So this, it's still yeah, I mean, on. I think that one of the important things you also said in there, they have immunity. They were given immunity also, which means for any damages that they created, right? Right. Um, there's a long track record of immunity. It isn't just related to COVID. I mean, you mentioned the, the uh, I can't think of the title of the act that that Ronald Reagan signed to give immunity to make pharma for vaccines. Yeah. It was the National Vaccine Injury Program, right? Yes, thank you. And, yeah. you know, then we have we have tort reform that's trickled down to all all the doctors have um, liability protection by the state legislatures. I mean, so this cabal this swarm has got every single T crossed and I dotted. It is so big, uh, you know, it's it's really hard to get your, your head around some days. When I first started waking up, sometimes some of these principles, like you would explain, they would take two weeks to percolate through my head. But, you know, now now it's, it's coming fast and furious. And, you know, I'm, of course, very thankful to to share with somebody like you. This is this has been a real blessing today. Yeah, Scott, you have what? You have, you have another thing you got to do it in 10 minutes, right? It's 304, Yeah, I've got, yeah, I have, I, in 10 minutes, I have another interview. Yeah. So we can so, keep talking for a few minutes yet. Yeah, so I thought um, what I wanted to emphasize, so the solution, let's talk about the solution. The solution is pretty straightforward. The solution is the individual has to recognize that if you, uh, I have this little diagram you may want to see. You remember when Lucy, when Charlie Brown used to run? And yes. Lucy would always, let him kick the ball, right? <laughs> right. Um, and that used to always happen, right? Uh -huh. um, so if we look at that, I mean, this little diagram, it sort of says it all. You can't 
um, change things by doing the same old thing, right? Um, right? And part of that is we got into this concept of the lesser of two evils. And, Bingo. Uh, and the lesser of two evils is what gave us that curve. And um, so, you know, 1984, there was a guy called Jesse Jackson. You remember him running against oh, yeah. Right. But Jesse Jackson was the demon used by the left to sucker in a lot of young idealist people to think he was going to be the agent of change. And at the last minute, he gets on the floor of the Democratic Convention. He goes, the lesser of two evils. We got to get Mondale in. Right. The left and the right have kept doing that. Trump right. was really to manipulate the white working class because they knew that, by the way, 57 percent of people voted for Trumpers voted for Obama. Very interesting point. So they needed him to sucker people back in. And that's what he did for four years. Yep. He did everything that the swarm wanted. So the only way out of this is for people to understand this mechanics. Like they need to understand the machinery of how this system works. Otherwise, everything is going to be like, oh, my God, they did this. Oh, I'm going to support Kennedy now. I'm going to support. So that's why, you know, when we created the systems knowledge, truth, freedom and health, it was to teach people that. Then the second thing, Scott, is for people to commune together reconnect with their neighbors um you know we ourselves every thursday you should come to it with people from all over the world we do an open house so people say i'm not alone because they want people to feel lonely and when you're lonely it screws up your immune system you downregulate genes that create antivirals in your body you upregulate genes that create pro-inflammatory molecules so the concept of us communing and fe feeling connected with other people in a fight is important and to me, those are the two fundamental things that I see as a solution. So, you know, we I know, Scott, that the thing is corrupt at every level. The judiciary is corrupt. The legislature is corrupt. Um, you know, my decision to run for president was to give people a real alternative. And the alternative is you, not me. I'm just a symbol to tell people, let's get on the ground. Let's educate ourselves. So as a part of that, um, just to focus again on the solution, what we wanted to do was to tell people that the only way out of this is you have to recognize from a system standpoint what this problem is. And if you just look at the slide again, um, the problem is massive amounts of stress have been caused to people on the healthcare side, education, governance, economy, all these things. And the solution to that is we have to strengthen our immune system. The government ain't going to do that. So if someone says, I have a platform, that's the platform, Scott, to do it. It's not, it's not to wait. Eat, learn how to eat locally and healthy on a budget. Teach your kids how to think from a system standpoint. We need to make our children smart. Learn how to be a leader in your community. Te people need to start learning instead of taking government dole outs. What's a profit and loss statement? What's a balance sheet? What's the cash flow? So what I've been doing, Scott, is every Thursday, we just go around the circle and we just teach people this. So whether you I get elected or not, we're already going to affect millions of people's lives, Right. It's not waiting. You vote for me. Give me money. Between now and whether they cheat our election, more than likely they'll do. We'll still have educated millions of people. Yep. And it really comes down to us. I so, suspect, you know, when I started looking at your your uh, website for president, I suspected that was your mission, which is really wonderful. That's my mission, too. It seems like you you end up wasting a lot of time, but it isn't a waste of time because people are waking up. Uh, you know, again, you said a mouthful, which is wonderful. This idea of the lesser of two evils, probably the biggest thing that I've learned since Grace, Grace's passing and why I have my own podcast, Deprogramming with Grace's Dad, because I was programmed into the lesser of two evils. Do you know where the lesser of two evils was first introduced? No, where? 
Genesis chapter 3. Really? Satan tempted Eve in the garden with the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. But it wasn't the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. It was the knowledge of the tree of evil and less evil because God offered the tree of life, which was wisdom, and only God is good. So Satan introduced that dialectic of evil versus less evil in the right. garden, and man has been duped ever since. We right. chased that. Because right. we want men to solve our problems, and they can't. Right. Oh. Yeah, so when I wrote this book, System and Revolution, what I said in there, ultimately, you have to, it's it's an engineering systems approach, Scott. You'll enjoy it. But when you actually look at nature or God's laws, there are these nine principles that emerge. You can, you can look at them in a very tangible engineering way. The concept of motion, the concept of conversion and storage processes, the input and the output process disturbances that come in our way to take us off our path, the concept of a mission in life, using our wisdom, right? That's a controller and having senses to see things as they are. Everything I just showed you just are the nine principles of engineering systems. They show up in different ways in different cultures and different philosophies. But once people understand these nine principles, they don't really, uh, they can embody them and realize that these are the principles that run everything, every, every, microsecond every milli cube of nature they're everywhere and once you understand that you go beyond the dialectic it's not left or right um it's not the obvious or the not so obvious establishment the lesser of two evils it's about just truth so you can't i mean uh this guy kennedy said an interesting statement uh, someone was talking to him and the kennedys are to me they're pure evil because they've mastered the art of the devil which is pr they can take Charles Manson and make him a Jesus Christ. So this woman says, you know, Herschel Walker said this, and then he went and did this, right? You know, um, you know, you have your, your, you had an uncle and your family who killed a woman. So you, so what do you think about that? And he's like, you know, he can't stand still because it's, you know, he says, well, you know, the personal integrity and public integrity are two different things. That's like, I mean, I mean, it's coming out of the demon's mouth. They're telling you to your face that I may murder, I may kill, I may screw you over here, but my D, my words are what you should listen to, my public face. It doesn't matter what I do. And this is where the consciousness has to be overcome, Scott. It's the, we as citizens need to say in our own lives, is that the right way we wanna live? And people should look at Christ's life, you know? We should actually look at, it's not sufficient to say I'm a Christian, actually look at what Christ talked about. His biggest enemies were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It wasn't the Absolutely. Roman. He's the, they're the only ones that he constantly criticized. He he never took. I mean, he 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 lambasted that those two groups because they were the fakes. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. Well, this has been really a, a gift to talk with you today. Yes, thank you, Scott. Be well, and I'm sorry again to hear so. Can you just say where is your podcast if people want to go to it? If you go to, you have the website on under my name there, ouramazinggrace.net. We have okay, a link I'll, on I'll that website to deprogramming. I've got my own channel on Rumble. You can so, type in deprogramming with Grace's dad, but there's a link right on the website that's on the screen. All right. All right. Thank you, Scott. We'll be in touch. Be well. Right. Be the light. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Yeah. So to everyone, um, uh, Scott's left us. Let me go here. So to everyone listening, the story and we wanted to have Scott on because he's a hardworking, everyday person like all of us, an extraordinary person whose family went through this horrible 
situation where the hospital system literally murdered their daughter. But what's important to take away is that Scott has the wisdom to not only see the event and share what occurred with his daughter, but to see the overall system. And that's what we've discussed today. And in summary, we've discussed the fact it's not just what occurred in that hospital, but it's the entire hospital system, which is incentivized to frankly kill people. And then you take it even broader, the entire economic and swarm of misleaders who in 2020, like Booby F. and Kennedy, like Trump, like Fauci, promoted lockdowns. And go look at who's funding their elections. It's billionaires. And it is the billionaires during the lockdowns that increase their wealth, 600 billionaires by 2.3 trillion. So you got to start making these connections. Because if you don't make these connections, you're going to see what people say today and you're going to have amnesia what they did. Robert Foolish F. N. Kennedy should not be forgiven for him promoting lockdowns and telling people in 2020 that, you know, if we stop the lockdowns, it's going to increase the spread. And by the way, the lockdowns are saving the climate. That's what he said. And in his own home, he had people getting jabbed. We need, we cannot forget this. We cannot forget the day before Trump left office, 12 hours before he left office, he gave a commendation award to Fauci, a presidential commendation award for Operation Warp Speed. So all of you MAGA cult members, those of you who know that Fauci screwed us, the obvious establishment, know that Trump was the actor. He was part of the not so obvious establishment. This is really, really important to understand. And how did I come to this understanding? Why well, I came to this understanding, it's been a long journey and I don't want it to be as long for, for everyone here, but it was, was to take a systems approach, understanding all these different complex systems. And that journey, I never forgot where I came from and I wanted to make sure that the world could have this gift of this knowledge. So that's what our movement's on. My running for president is really about educating people to think from a systems perspective beyond left or right. So I'll be back. I just got to get some water. You can see my throat is getting hoarse. I'm going to play this video, which will hopefully inspire all of you to start becoming systems warriors, scholars. Um, and fortunately, after 50 years, we've put together an entire solution. It's a system. So let me play this. Uh, become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. Get involved in our campaign, and I'll show you how to do that right after I get uh, finish this up. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four year old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. 
And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right-wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms-up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com.
So as I share, it's important to talk about the problems, but it's also important to recognize the solution. The solution is you. The solution is raising your consciousness. Fortunately, I wish someone else had done this for us about 50 years ago, but I've had to organize that knowledge. So you go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Um, but separate from that, you know, uh, independent or associated with that every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. tomorrow, we do an incredible open house. You get to meet people from all over the United States, all over the world. Um, typically at 11 a.m., we have a lot of people from uh, Europe and parts of Asia and the United States. And at 8 p.m., it's typically more people from the United States and also people from like Asia Pacific, like New Zealand, Australia. Please join us, but you'll see that you're not alone, that people are understanding these concepts because if we don't understand these concepts, we're gonna be used once again. You see every 10 to 20 years, the establishment realizes people are awakening. So they create these fake gods, Lucifer's, okay? Right now, you, you know that the Bidens and the Fauci's and the Clintons, that's easy. But the fake gods that they have right now are people like Trump and people like Kennedy. These people are literally mimicking the words we talk about, but go look at their histories. Go look at where they come from. Compare their histories with yourself and me and others on this thing, and you'll find out that they are not one of us. And that's what this is about. So my decision to run for president, uh, I recognize that they, like they cheated our election in Massachusetts, they're gonna do everything. But I'm putting myself out there as because I wanna give all of you the opportunity to have someone who's one of us. And that's what we have this time, but one of us and not only a way of running for office, but one of us who deeply cares for changing that lifespan curve that's going down because I'm one of you. And to make sure that people get educated onto this left-right dialectic, you know, on this lesser of two evils nonsense. So that's what this is about, but it requires you to get off your butts and not be fat, dumb, and lazy. Go become a truth for the health scholar. That's right there for you. It took me 50 years to organize that, um, but it's right there. And that's the way you can contribute support to what we're doing. Alternatively, recognize that my run for uh, the presidency of the United States gives you also an option to volunteer, to get involved. I don't have a, a bumper sticker, but all of you, if you work for a living, just go get a bumper sticker. Go to shivaforpresident.com, get a bumper sticker, put it on the back uh, windshield window of your car, 100,000 people see it. Volunteer at shivaforpresident.com. Donate if you want, but when you donate, I'm very, very grateful and I can't take anything for nothing. I give you books and knowledge, I give you courses. Uh, it's my way to thank you. So um, I don't believe anything's for free in this world. So please get involved. And as I close, I wanna play the a very nice video we have which will, um, which you should share with everyone about why we're running for president. And I say we, I'm just sort of the face of it, but it's really a, a larger movement of people rising up. So enjoy this video and thank you. Be well, be the light. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14 year old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system. 
and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage and putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement, to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people for the working people who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey, are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health. To win back America. Be part of this historic movement. All the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for President. All right, everyone. I hope uh, you enjoyed that. Keep uh, awake for a lot of our aware of, sorry, 
of a lot of our podcasts uh, and interviews coming this week. They're exciting. And by the way, as I close, if any one of you uh, is a podcaster, you know other independent podcasters, we want to support them. We recognize all the big podcasters are bought and paid for. Um, so you can um, email me at vashiva at vashiva.com. I'll put up a little banner here. And you can email me directly, and I check my email. And if you know of anyone who's, who's, who, who is a podcaster, we want to support them. We want to drive traffic to them and do it in a cooperative way. So do that. Go to shivaforpresident.com, get a bumper sticker, volunteer and donate. And remember, when you donate, we give you lots and lots of different gifts to support um, your growth and advancement. All right, everyone, be well, be the light, and let's win this fight. Thank you.